we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. Information is free. There is hope. Mummy says don't play with fire. Oh, oh, oh my god. That's hot. But Mummy says it's okay to play everything. Cool. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out? Hi, hi, hello, and hey, hey, and welcome to this week's episode of The Criticast. The name is Larry, and it's such an absolute pleasure being with you for yet another uh, bit of confabulation. I call it confabulation because I feel like somebody curses at The Criticast every time I say something. They'll be like, oh, how dare you say that? And uh, yeah, in the second uh, part of the show, I'm going to talk about uh, the Harare International Festival of the Arts, the experience during that. And uh, in the third one, it's going to make me as popular as when the first time I walked into a Jehovah's Witness convention uh, in the 2000s, mid-2000s, and I had my hair locked for the first time. And that is how to go on a first date with a feminist. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, just to pick up on the news this week, of course, the biggest news uh, well, should be one of the biggest news stories, actually, not the, not the massive biggest. It's not like big, big. It's it's like, you know, little big. It's uh, the Walter Maguire situation, in which he fired his bench. Well, he, now he says he didn't. He suspended them and took his football team. Now, if, for those who don't know, Walter Maguire is like this hairbrained, uh, you know, what do you call them? Prophet people. Yeah, one of them. One of them is not special. And I'm not saying that if you believe in what he believes in, then there's something wrong with you. I just think that it's strange, okay? Strange, strange. It's just like, wow. It's like, yo, no. Anyway, getting back to the match at hand, what he did is that he decided he's got a football team in the Zimbabwe Premier Soccer League, and he decided that no, the coaches were picking the wrong players and so forth, and he was upset about it. He decided to sit on the bench as the technical director, which is the team medic, and they got hammered 7-1. Now, instead of saying that it was a bad performance, he says it was a spirituality issue. Yeah, that's what he said. The problem was, probably they didn't pray enough, or they prayed too much, or... They didn't rub the anointing oil so well. Or maybe they rubbed the anointing well on themselves and not on each other. Who knows? I don't know. It's kind of weird. Uh, so, yeah, that's what happened. And the madness there, the Zimbabwe Football Association, I say they're going to get that under control. Uh, speaking of the Zimbabwe Football Association, uh, Philip Giangwa got a, an appointment. And there's a lot of confusion. Some things. the vice president. No, he's a vice chairperson of one of the pub, you know bodies that, get around to, you know, telling football what to do and what not to do. Uh, the, date, uh, the, the, the late retired, or, the, or rather the retired Chief Justice, Godfrey Chichikahusiku, passed away this past week and uh, he was in a hospital in South Africa due to liver and kidney failure. And uh, the thing is, he had just uh, retired, a mandatory retirement at the end of March and he passed away sadly he survived by a wife and 10 children and uh, there was a, a, a comment by the president of zimbabwe uh president robert mungabu say came out and said zimbabwe is not poor and everybody like no we're actually poor we're actually the scum and this is the thing that we find so weird about zimbabweans sometimes like did you want to say we're a bit shit 
And then if you'd say that, like, you'd be like, oh, wow, dare you say that? And I think sometimes you just want to be upset. Okay, in reality, we're not a poor country. <laughs> we're not. The reality is we might be a poorly managed country, but poor country? You need to get out, get out and see Africa a little bit more before you come to some to that sort of conclusion. And uh, finally, there was a weird message that did the rounds in Zimbabwe social media, which they were saying that they're going to ban international cards, and you know they're going to ban, uh, they're going to create uh, bond notes of high dom- denominations and so forth. And I was just sitting there, like, okay, reading it is like the most stupidest message ever. The you know also the grammatical errors and so forth. And I said, what bloody idiot thinks it makes sense to write something like that? Whoever that is should be boiled in urine. the Harare International Festival of the Arts made its return after one year absence this year and the what do you call it the theme was called staging and intervention and what happened really was six days of fivory and fun and jest and so forth and they had great shows we had the Street Corner Symphony we had that weird thing with Winky D do you, did you hear about that where, where they told us it was Winky D and Oliver Mtuguzi show right and so we're out there like, yeah, 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 Winky D, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, boom, Winky D just does two songs. The rest is like, oh. the most the most eye-gouging moment was when uh, Daisy Mtukuzi was called up by her husband, Oliver Mtukuzi, to come and sing on stage. It was like watching your drunk grandmother at your recital suddenly coming on stage and singing. It was that cringe-worthy. And I know, yeah, you know what, if it was his private party and so forth and didn't do, could do whatever he wanted to do, then he could do that. But at $15 a pop, no, 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 no. Nobody needs that kind of drama. No. I know he's a superstar. Look, he's been listed into, in Forbes Africa as one of the top 10 most essential, essential this year. Congratulations to him. But don't ever do that again, especially to a paying audience. No. No. Yeah. Totally not. Don't do it. Other things that happened is um, also there was a great old school night that was on on the Friday night. And uh, Otis the Flow Fraser uh, pretty much showed why he's like the remix king, the mixing king, mixing all types of stuff. You're like, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and of course, the the most popular uh, song at the Arad International Festival of the Arts among the visiting guys. I mean, they probably got, you know, told about it and say, you know, just use it in anything because you can get the crowd uh, all hyped up and so forth. It's just like if you go to, to church and say, you know, gays are wrong. Okay, so that's how you get hype everybody in the church, church and so forth. And, or simply say you go to a liberal rally and say, oh, rights for everybody. Yeah. Or if you know, if you go some to some of these spaces and just go screw the president, oh. yeah, you don't even you don't even have to believe it. You don't even have to believe it. Just say it. They will love you and they will give you so much attention. It's gonna be it's gonna be incredible. Did I just go Donald Trump there? <laughs> Watching too much of that guy. Anyway, uh, what else happened? Um, I think the, I think. Sonic Wonderland was also another highlight. There was uh, Jason 
Jason LaRue, uh, Rob Maxson, and Brooks, who's uh, just released a song with uh, Martin Garrix. Remember him, Animals, that guy? Yeah. So, yeah, so pretty, pretty intense lineup. He came all the way from the, from the Netherlands, or, or what you call it, as they call it, uh, Holland, as some people might call it. But uh, it, was, it was a great night. It was, it was full of energy. It was full of life and that sort of thing. I found a little quaint cafe that's at the National Gallery. Um, yeah, I, I'm thinking of recording a couple of podcasts from there. So pretty excited about this. It's a really nice place. Uh, I think the, the key thing for Haifa this year was to have the festival. And I know there are a lot of things like, oh, no, it doesn't feel like the usual Haifa and so forth. But I think there's also a new generation of young people taking over the fever and the atmosphere of festivals in the country. And I don't think I personify particularly the festival of the country. I was there working and writing articles, taking pictures. And shout out to my guys, Tawaji Kosha and Ronald uh, Baza, Ronnie Baza, rather, who, who took great pictures. We go on to 3mob.com, got some, some great pictures there, very talented guys. And uh, also, um, Chris and Charamba were part of my team. Uh, we were able to uh, document high face happened. But going back to, to what I'm saying, I think it's important, uh, super important for Haifa to exist. In the hub, in the center of the city, and I think this Harare International Festival of the Arts was particularly geared at making sure that investors realized that they could still put a festival together. And that's the key and most important thing that was achieved in this festival. And that's what I'm excited about. That's, that's what I'm pushing for. That's what I'm rooting for. Uh, and as far as Haifa 2017 is concerned, and uh, all we got to do is push and, and, you know, support the effort. It's not easy putting on a six-day six festival with a lot of logistics. I know a couple of guys from uh, Kenya came and said, okay, we've got bigger festivals, but none so intense and none with so much stuff happening and so forth. And we can grow bigger if we decide to put that much energy into the festival. And, and with, you know, it, the only way the only way that that we can do that is to, to give it the chance to breathe. And when it breathes, it grow, it gives opportunity for a lot of our artists to get a job, to be able to make a plan, and that sort of thing. Yeah, it is what it is. It's the Harare International Festival of Arts. I love it. Absolutely love it. Let's keep doing this. The arts need it. It's the final segment of the Critic House, and as always, I talk relationship issues. And I'm going to give you five pieces of advice on how to date or at least go on a date even if it's the first date or go on a date with a feminist and you know people are beginning to identify themselves as feminists more than ever and that's a reality go on to twitter say something you get accused of privilege and all that other stuff now let's face it this whatever i say for the next three four minutes is going to get me into trouble because there's going to be a reaction you know it is what it is Giant, all caps, lettering, spelling out the word feminist. It's going to be, uh, you know, unflinching. There's a lot of unflinching support for the movement. And, I, and I'm loving that people are getting the opportunity to speak speak more freely. So I need to, I, I think it's, it's critical because some people then start having these, these misconceptions about feminism. Like, you know, 
it's like a two-day tequila hangover. And men in particular tend to be suspicious of the label and what it involves. Now, if someone identifies themselves as a feminist, the first thing you need to do, because the, the normal human being is just talking to her. You know, a common and useful starting point on dates is establishing your respective interests and values. Don't discuss politics. Don't go with any ways, this sort of thing. You know, a good start is to show a healthy curiosity about her interests. Uh, don't, uh, you know, don't die of shock and, she and treat her like a snowflake if she says, as if she has a non-girly interest like rap music or football. And, uh, you know, conversely, try not to scoff or visibly tune out if her interests are traditionally feminine ones like fashion or baking. So uh, don't be judging her right there. Yeah, you know what I mean? And uh, number two, talking to her about uh, and about other women in general you know j dates are an opportunity to read a subtle cues about what kind of person you're meeting and uh, if you're dating a fe fe feminist it's like what should be uh, particularly attuned to you is your treatment of women so beware of signals uh, that you're giving off when you talk about other women for example if you it won't bode well if you spend the date uh, discussing your crazy ex because you're dehumanizing her you you, you know she sees that person as a complete human being. Uh, you see her as essential horizontal. And uh, she sees vertical. She sees the struggle. She sees everything that happens. Uh, you know, any time, anyway, exes are just generally a terrible first date topic in general. But feminists have long been side-eyeing men who, who call their exes crazy, crazy because crazy tends to translate to had emotional needs and insisted to some degree that I met them. So your date will also be picking up cues from how you treat women in front of her in real time. And are you snapping at the waitress and uh, barking out your orders at her? Do you, do you skip your sister's birthday drinks to come to the date? Hopefully not, because there's all warning signs and you should be thinking, you know, you know I don't know, you might, you might treat me like that in the future. When it comes to paying the bill, the it's a fundamental feminist belief that uh, men and women should be free to choose how closely they engage with traditional gender roles. If at all, I'm happy for you, this may mean that your date doesn't automatically assume you'll pay for everything just because you're a man. But if, if you enthusiastically seize on this one feminist principle above all others to avoid footing the bill, you're likely to come across as stingy, stingy rather than principled. So paying for a woman's dinner doesn't mean she owes you anything, by the way. And if you aren't willing to t share dinner with someone without drawing uh, them into a weird subliminal power play of obligations, you aren't grown up enough to be dating at all. Offer to pay... And mean it with no strings attached. If all goes well, maybe she'll get, she'll get the next round. I don't know. Because, you know, there's dudes out there who think just because I took her out, then, you know, there's, five, there's ways that you got to pay for it. And then the follow-up. So the date is over. What's next? Well, whether or not the date went well, there are certain base-level uh, decencies to check off, like, for example, ensuring that your date, date gets home safely. I've seen guys do that. Sometimes they abandon the, the date. Some, so it's, like, so weird. If, from your perspective, the date, date didn't go well, reject her kindly, but honestly. Tell her it was nice, it was nice to meet her, uh, but, but you don't feel a connection and so forth. And the date well, went well from your perspective, but not from hers. Respect her right to tell you the same thing. Uh, the other thing is, uh, you can't, you, you, you know, you can still 
kill the vibe and a lot of guys think this work sending an unsolicited dick pic or jerky communication style try not to get caught up by the uh, cliched you know rulesy idea that you can guarantee your date uh, continued interest by feigning indifference and do what feels natural to you if the date went well and you feel like texting her right away then do it if she's put off by your enthusiasm she's not the one for you the, the final one, remember, she's not from another planet, gents. So, you, you know, you've hit upon the, from listening. The feminist agenda is simple. Uh, they, don't, they don't want to be no more or no less treated than uh, fully, as, as fully human. Yeah, stay of your stay of um, uh, stereotypes about feminism still linger in our collective consciousnesses, for example. But your date is unlikely to be seeking anything more audacious than respect, understanding, and empathy for her gender. And that's why tips for tips for dating feminist women double as hints on how to treat any person with respect and kindness. And that's about it. And that's it for this week's episode of the Criticast. Uh, get in touch with me on email, info at larrykritirai.com, on Twitter at Critirai, or any social media network, Larry Critirai. Critirai has got a Y-I at the end, by the way. And uh, get uh, ch- check out this episode, of, or rather, all episodes of the Criticast, or miss an episode on uh, iTunes. Just look for Criticast. And on uh, on, on Ionodet.fm, our primary host, just look for Quiddicast and then look for the RSS feed, load it into whatever device you use, and voila, voila, you've, you've got yourself sorted. And then uh, we're on Radio 1 News, uh, 1 Radio News rather. Uh, check us out there. We're a bunch of, bunch of other podcasts as well as live radio stations. Uh, Catch Me on ZFM on Health Matters every Tuesday between 8.30 and 9 p.m. on media platform between 7.30 and, and 8.30 on Wednesdays as well as Culture Talk between 8.30 and 9 p.m. Other than that, I say take care of yourself and the people that you love, every single one of them. And I leave you with a simple saying. It's a very simple saying. Be good to yourself. It's been Larry. It's been the Criticals. Take care of yourself. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out?